Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros in a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, LeVar Arrington, we've got ourselves a little bit of an update, some news for you in the NFL when it comes right. to a, a quarterback situation. Talk to me. All right. According to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. Because he wouldn't know. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Okay. He is heading to Jacksonville. Let's hope his flight wasn't delayed. To work with a private quarterback coach, a sports performance expert, and it's showing that he is making progress on his faster, recovery. Faster than what was originally uh, anticipated. Yeah, and the uh, the feeling is this is a good sign in hopes that he would be ready for the start of the regular season. Brock you know, Curry. y'all remember that uh, – time and period in life where there were these two Olympians. Um, One was an American sweetheart, the other not so much. And both were were medalist hopefuls. And then one um, felt as though there would be too much competition. And then all of a sudden, there comes this dude out of nowhere with a tire iron and then just takes it to Kerrigan's leg. Yeah. Oh, it was Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding? Yeah. Um, I mean, Trey Lance, if you're listening, um, you got to figure something out here, man. You you can't let him get on that field before uh, you get on that field. And by because, the way, uh, Tanya Harding? Yeah. Misunderstood. Uh, well, we just had a, a segment where we talked about tattoos on uh, adult film stars. I mean, Tanya Harding took her talents to uh, the the adult film industry as well. I mean, you who know? doesn't? You know, at this point. Well, I don't think everybody I would say would have preferred to have heard that about Nancy Kerrigan, but that never happened. No, it didn't. Nope. Well, but she did get banged out on that. Uh, I mean, that golly. Yeah. Pause. I hear what you said. Um that that guy did hit her her knee and and you know, she was not able to compete. You know, yeah. she was sitting there like, Why? 
Why? If you, you remember that? If you, Why? If you, if you sit and if you just think and say that story out loud to somebody now, just say, yeah, there was these two Olympic hopefuls, and one of them hired somebody to take a, a tire iron to another. <laughs> I mean, kneecap. some people really believe and subscribe <laughs> to when at, at all means and any means necessary, you know? Yeah. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it, Trey Lance? How you want you it? Can't win. Closed casket. <laughs> Closed casket, <laughs> homie. How you want it, dog? Uh, yeah. So uh, no, you I better wear your bulletproof <laughs> vest all day long. So, moral of the story is, you think Trey Lance should hire somebody to take out Brock Purdy's knees? Is I that mean, what you're you didn't hear me say that, okay? Because I do not want to be held liable no. for if it were to really happen. But tell me another way that. Uh, Brock Purdy doesn't start uh, if he gets if he makes it back healthy. Look, I think the 49ers quarterback situation is the most fascinating storyline heading into the season. Hmm. I, I think from so many layers of you've got Trey Lance, who they've I mean they drafted away a t- or traded away a ton to draft him. I mean they all did. that draft capital, the three first round picks, whatever it was, like to, to move all the way up there to take Trey Lance. And he might never really get an opportunity because of, the, because of the last pick of the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. Like yes. The, and he's got the lead. He's he's in the driver's seat because everything the Niners have said, everything John Lynch and, and everything that, that Kyle Shanahan have said has all been about Brock Purdy's our guy when he comes back. Brock That's Purdy, right. if he's healthy, he's our guy. And Trey Lance is sitting there with all that draft capital that, that they use to acquire him and take him, and he really, in defense of Trey Lance, never really got an opportunity because the one game he got to start, he got to start got a couple hurt. of games, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt, but that was early. Everyone Didn't knew. he get hurt? He got yeah, hurt. So he got a little banged up. But then last year, he was the starter, and the only game he got a full run in was that monsoon game in Chicago to open the season. Nobody looked good in that game. It was like unforeseen weather. They've never seen anything like it before. What did he get the season and an injury? They, that was the next week. Okay. Right. So it's literally we, he had one game in a monsoon, and then week two he got hurt, that's and that's crazy. it. So it's like everyone's talking about. Wow, you mean uh, Brock Purdy's clearly the guy? You have no, like the Niners have no idea what Trey Lance is. They don't know. He's never and really that's gotten why a Trey Lance. Here's the problem: Brock Purdy has played himself into those sentiments. That isn't that isn't hypothetical. That isn't that isn't contingent upon anything. He earned that right to be considered the starter for this team, for this franchise. He carried them back into uh the playoff race. And 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 as everyone would say it, I mean, and it seemed like it was a whole lot of passion and intensity, not looking at it from the reality of he got his ass knocked out of the game, but they looked at it from the standpoint of if they had Brock Purdy in that game, it would have been a different game for San Fran. Yeah. They weren't saying if Trey Lance was in the game, it would have been a different game. They were saying if we would have had our man Brock Purdy in that game, if he doesn't get knocked out of that game, it's a totally different game. I think that the players believe it's Brock Purdy. I th- we know the GM thinks it's Brock Purdy. 
Now, the question is, what does Kyle Shanahan think? Because if I can recall correctly, I've never heard him come out and just flat out say Brock Purdy uh, is our guy. I, well, they've alluded to it. Like they've said, yeah, he's, you know, if he's healthy and he's ready to go, Brock has earned the right to, to be our starting quarterback. I, I would just say this. I think Kyle Shanahan is probably planning on having to go with Trey Lance. I I wonder if this is a conversation because Trey Lance hasn't looked good in OTAs. I mean, they did have OTAs or or mini camps and, by now, and he's all he's still recovering from his injury. I mean, he's more he's farther along than Brock Purdy is, but he's so also we been haven't seen up. him in practice either. They have, and they've said that he's looked better. He's shown improvement, but it hasn't been this glowing support like okay. we've seen for Brock if, Purdy. If if you're if you're hearing reports that say he looks better and he looks improved, what are you what are you basing that off of? What is that looks better and he's improved? What That's, what is George, what does that look like? George Kittle came out recently and said, you know, some of the stuff that he struggled with before, he's not struggling with as much now. Some of, but like you hear the like this is just to sum it up because People have commented on this within the 49ers, obviously John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. The the feeling you get is Trey Lance, yeah, definitely shown some improvement, and we're happy for his improvement and for his success. <laughs> it just OTAs. sounds like you, you want to say but at the end of it, everything you say about it, Trey it's, Lance. It's true, though. That's all the reporting Look, out it, of this. Say it again. What did it get? Say it, and I'm going to so, finish your sentence. Ev- Go ahead. Everything about Trey Lance is so far – He's shown improvement over where he was last year. But he's not Brock Purdy. Go 100%. ahead. Give me another one. Give me another that, one. That's, give that's, me another that's one. the overall sentiment. Yeah, because well, that- you, could, you could chop it up and present it however you want to present it. But it just sounds like at the end of it, it, it's Brock it, it, Purdy. There needs to be, but he's not Brock Purdy. Exactly, and and that's Dang. why that's why this whole thing is Dang, what is talk about now that. that uh, first off, if you if you ever go as high as as a Trey Lance goes, I find it hard to say that you were a bust. You just didn't live up to maybe what the hype or the expectation of, of somebody at your draft position. But you can always say, Jamarcus Russell can always say, this is the number I went yeah. in the draft. Yeah. He can always say it. And for that, you had to do something that was everything but bust. You had to be far from bust to be able to get that draft grade, knowing how hard it is to get drafted to begin with. So, But talk about bust potential. That's a bust of a pick. And you would assume in every other situation in the NFL, you would assume – if they committed that much to trade up and draft him, that he would have, you know, Ty goes to whoever's got the most uh, capital behind him, and that would be Trey Lance. And the Niners are saying everything but. So maybe they've seen something in practice that would indicate to them, yeah, as much as he's improved, he's still not anything that we saw from Brock Purdy. And maybe all of that is coming out in one way or another through some of this messaging publicly. But the idea that you know what Trey Lance is after one game as a starter in a monsoon is crazy to me. Like, it's it, the whole thing is wild. I don't, know, I don't know that they know what they have. I mean, again, you know I always say this. This is my saying. The beautiful thing about sports is that you always, if you're in these situations – 
you always have the opportunity to prove people wrong. But it sounds as though Brock Purdy not trying to have him. And good for Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's that's great. Listen, he good to- for Brock, If Brock Purdy can get himself back healthy and ready to go again, he realizes that this is an opportunity that he needs not let Trey Lance ruin for him. And, because and- let Trey Lance get in there and ball out. You know what? Brock Purdy becomes Mr. Irrelevant again. Great, I, I would assume great trade value. I would assume the trade value is there. Or he's just a dope-ass backup like he started off to be. Yeah, it, it's just the, the whole situation just to see Trey Lance's career and he comes in and he plays a couple of games, you know, his rookie year because Jimmy Garoppolo gets a little banged up and then finally you hand the keys over, this is going to be his real shot, and the guy play, plays in a monsoon and then gets hurt but, week but two Jonas, and that's it. Jonas, <laughs> it's over. By, by the way, another thing you have to deal with in sports is the idea of you have all this pressure on your neck because everybody thinks that somebody else is better than you. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> as the top pick for this team, you're sitting there looking at it like, man, they just got rid of Garoppolo. That I mean, that gives me an opportunity to play, but this guy, this guy, they they really they really like this other guy. Yeah, and you got to deal with that pressure. You got to look at your teammates. Your teammates is in the locker room like, man, but when Brock Purdy gets back. And there's that guy in the locker room. Believe that, Jonas. You better have some thick skin because there is that guy in the locker room that's going to be like, Brock, hey, bro, bro, Brock. So whenever, whenever he's moving around, he's got to see that the team, the Army, looks at this general, not this one. They look at this one as he's the guy that's the leader. That becomes a difficult environment to have success in. So if Trey Lance has success, you believe me, it will have been thoroughly earned. He would have pushed through a lot of adversity to have success as the starter of this team. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you, in case you Missed it. And since Lee DeLapp is out, passed out on a baggage carousel somewhere in the Newark airport, we turn it over to the one and only Justin Cooper to find out what the hell is going on. That's right. That's right. Uh, Now, you know, with all the sports betting going on, all the partnerships with all the the major leagues. Yes. I don't, even, I don't even say that. That's not even a line in the movie. Yeah, LeVar, you're, but, you're just making up that's lines. That's how I remember him. <laughs> like, what script did you get, LeVar? That's, that's how, how I movie. remember him. It's <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> anyway. Ah, ah, um, ah, 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 I wasn't in the script. <laughs> oh, cool. So right, go, people, go people are wondering, uh, you know, is Pete Rose going to get into the Hall of Fame now because everybody's okay with betting? And, you know, of course the answer is no. Uh, but I didn't even I didn't even know this. When Ohio legalized sports betting, the first person in the entire state to place a legal wager within its borders was Pete Rose. Damn right he was. Yep. Oh, it's because he's making so much money off of everything he, everything else he does as a Hall of Famer that isn't a Hall of Famer. I mean, I don't know how much he's making selling his autographs at the forum shops at Caesars and Vegas. <laughs> hey, bro, <laughs> he makes bank. I mean, look. They have him at Zero. every show. He does every show. Well, I don't know if he's going to make as much as he might on this bet that he placed. Uh, it was a publicity stunt that was orchestrated at the Hard Rock Sportsbook in Cincinnati. And he put $100 down on the Cincinnati Reds to win it all. Oh, I hope it happens. At the time, they were listed at plus 10,000. Oh, so, wow. Yes, now they are uh, currently sitting at top of the uh, the NL Central. Like Pete Rose should walk up to if he does If he wins this bet and the Reds win it all, he should walk up and just have somebody take a picture of him grabbing his crotch with one hand and oh, holding wow. up all the money he won in the other hand oh, right wow. in front of the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and just saying, I got your Hall of Fame right here and then oh, just walk away. On these. I, this is, like, man, what a, what a, a, this is the perfect ending to one of the longest running sports debates we've ever had. I hope the Reds win the World Series because of this. It's not going to happen, but I hope they do. Hmm. All right, what else we got? Okay. Well, uh, I am heading to Las Vegas later this week. There's a Me stunning, too. I'll be there, Coop. There's a really? stunning announcement. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going on Thursday. I'm going tomorrow. Nice. Are you going right. to play in the WSOP? What's that? The World Series of Poker. No. Oh, that's why I'm going. Oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I thought I I, uh, I like this I story here. Win. Thank you. Uh, You're lying! <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an uh, interesting one. A 23-year-old man posed as the owner of the Circa Hotel and Casino and called the casino cage and somehow got multiple payments of hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, that was supposed that he said was an emergency payment to the fire department. So he got away. He had them delivered on off-site drop-offs. He got away with $1.1 million. Oh, wow. If at this point in the game you're, you're, you're able to fool Vegas, you should get to keep half the money. Like, do all the prison time you want, but he should be able to keep half the, half the money. Well, they found I mean, him. But maybe he was telling the truth at the time. <laughs> they only recovered $850,000. So, so he nice. so he put away uh, 150 grand and just said, uh, you know, I'll come back to this later. Perhaps. God, that's wonderful. Good for him. Nice. Heartwarming for story. He's a liar. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from five to seven Eastern, two to four Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun humor and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Bali Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Bali and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way 
Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, LeVar Arrington, we had a conversation yesterday about the Hall of Fame candidacy for one Rod Smith. The uh, Broncos wide receiver from years and years and years ago on those Super Bowl teams from the late 90s. You know, he's kind of made his case as to why he should be a Hall of Famer. And it's, you know, it's borderline. You know, some people feel he should be. I think he should get in, but I can understand the argument against him. Another one that has now come up in conversation is somebody that you have brought up. What's the when you think of guys that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Who's one of the first names you think of? Fred Taylor. 100%. That's where we're going. So Fred Taylor talked with ESPN recently just about his own candidacy, and he pointed out, you know, my numbers were better than the majority of the backs that had ever played the game. If you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer, you got to kind of hit the campaign trail. He talked about all the people that have campaigned for him and talked about why he should be in. Uh, You have talked about that several times on this show. And then he went on to say this. Quote, all of these guys that are in there, they're not just saying it just to say it when it comes to him belonging in the Hall of Fame. They themselves believe it's the elite of the elite, and if you're not one of them in their mold, they wouldn't vouch for you in that sense because it's legendary. It's Mecca. It's football heaven, and they wouldn't say these things if they didn't believe it, not just because I'm a cool, nice, outgoing, fun-loving guy. I struck fear into defenses. They didn't just go out there and say, we're going to hold him to 50 yards. They're trying to say, we're trying to make sure he doesn't get 50 yards on one carry end quote yeah. from fred taylor yeah and that's truth because he was uh, he's the best running back i've ever gone up against and and that you know i've gone up against a lot of them i've, I've gone up against uh jerome bettis hall of famer i've gone up against emmett smith hall of famer um you know i mean you name it i've gone up against a lot of a lot of Great running backs, what Marshall made, Falk, what made Emmitt him, Smith. What made him better than everybody else? Um, he he. So he's tall. He's like deceptively tall. Like I don't know. He's like six. He's got to be like six two. He's quick, like uh, a short back. Listed at uh, six one two twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, six one might be. I, I'd give him six two, like six one, six two. But I mean, that's still tall for a running back. Six one is still tall. But he he just had a he just happened to have a a skill like of as well rounded a skill set as as skill sets 
So he could he could do what smaller backs could do. He could make you miss in small spaces. He could run away from you in open field. And that's why he made so many big plays. But he was also powerful. Like he was strong and he could he could run through your tackles and he was just to me Fred Taylor was the most difficult back that I I ever faced. And it, it just it wasn't even close. So I, I don't you know he just he just had a rare blend that, that was just very, very and it was just nice to watch. I mean he just looked really he just had a good look to him too. So it was like everything, all things considered, like he just had everything every box checked off. And I just I don't understand why it's taken so long for Fred Taylor. It 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 makes absolutely no sense to me why it's taken so long for Fred Taylor to get the call to the hall. I'm, and I'll give you I, another one. I'll give you another one out okay. of the backfield. Corey Dillon. You look at Corey Dillon and his body of work and what he was able to accomplish as a as a football player. I mean, those two right there, if we're just talking, if we're just keeping it to me, to because there's there's a laundry list for me. You know, Willie Willie Anderson, uh Greg Lloyd, uh um 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 I I mean there's there's a few. Brian Mitchell comes to mind. I don't understand. There is no one that will ever break Brian Mitchell's special teams records. Especially no now. one will and and yet Devin Hester is almost in in the Hall of Fame. And his numbers are dwarfed. Not just just outdone. Devin Hester's stats are dwarfed by Brian Mitchell's stats. So there are a few that just really, really should be in the in the Hall of Fame. But the first one that always comes to mind is Fred Taylor. Man. So here's my theory as to why Fred Taylor's not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, hit me. He, he played in Jacksonville. It's, I mean, it's the same Baselli reason. Baselli just got in. Yeah, Baselli waited for how long? And Baselli, anybody you talk to says, man, Tony Baselli is one of the most dominant offensive linemen we've ever seen. And his career wasn't as long as maybe he'd hoped it had been because of the injuries. But Tony Baselli waited a long ass time to get in. Fred Taylor's still not in. I think it's got a lot to do with their where they played. I think I think that's something. And I also think, to your point on the Hester Brian Mitchell comparisons, Hester had. First of all, him returning that kick in the Super Bowl is why I think he's even in the conversation because he opened up a Super Bowl with a kick return for a touchdown. Hey man, I think that's Brian why. Mitchell, I believe, has two. But does he have that moment? And I think that's what people <laughs> Brian look Mitchell, at. Hey, bro. See, this is the problem with, with stuff like this, right? Is that we look at a Devin Hester. We look at a Devin Hester and – you say, does he have that moment? Well, if you were able to see that man's career, he got one Super Bowl. If you were able to see his career and the things that he he was doing, most career kickoff return yards, 14,000. 14,000 career return yards. Most career punt return yards, 4,999 yards. Most career uh, most career total return yards, 19,000 yards 
19,013 yards. Come on, man. Like, stats stats do not lie. And while I will say, in some cases, you can make arguments against stats, but production is production. And name me, how are you not the most like important at that position if you are the career leader in kickoff return yards, kickoff yeah. or punt return yards, please explain that to me, Jonas. I agree. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's it, if you're, and also the way that we've seen what they've done with kickoffs, they've just devalued that position more and more. It still doesn't take away from the fact that that was an impact play for a, for a lot of years, and at an impact play, he was the best and had the most impact on it, and still not recognized. He's got it's, 13 it's special teams touchdowns, and he's only second in NFL history behind Devin Hester. Yeah. I mean, his he's got nine punt return touchdowns. That's third behind Eric Metcalf. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just it's, he's ranked the greatest – the second greatest specialist in NFL history um, by, by you know, NFL Network, by, by uh, an outlet. But, I, I mean, if you're going to put a punter or a kicker into the Hall of Fame, if you're going to put Devin Hester into the Hall of Fame at some point, why are you not talking about Brian Mitchell getting into the Hall of Fame? Why is Brian Mitchell not a shoe-in to go into the Hall of Fame? I just feel like there are some situations that take place that make you question the validity of what the Hall of Fame represents. It's uh, So one of the things on Fred Taylor. And yep, I want, let's I want go to, back because it was bringing me back to Fred Taylor. Yeah, no, but how, it's, how, If Fred Taylor has the type of career he has, to your point, in, with the Giants, if he has it, if he has it with the Steelers, it, which is crazy because they played against the Steelers all the time. Um, but if he has, if he has his career if for the Rams or someone else, like he's a shoe in to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and look, he's seventeenth all time in rushing yards. I mean, John Riggins is a Hall of Famer. He's got more rushing yards than John Riggins, and he's right, sort of in that same, you know, same, you know, ballpark as Corey Dillon that you mentioned, who's also mm-hmm. not a Hall of Famer. But Fred Taylor, the, the company he keeps, he's just behind Thurman Thomas, Hall of Famer. He's just behind Franco Harris and Marcus Allen and Edron James and Marshall Falk. Like he's just like he's there in the mix. I think where he played because he's a borderline guy. I think people, you know, because he played in Jacksonville, that works against him. One of the other things that was pointed out, and this is from Michael David Smith, the Pro Football Talk, he pointed out just sort of where he was in his career, and he said that working against Taylor, he was never considered the best running back in the NFL. He never he wasn't. Fi- he never finished any season in the top five in the league in rushing yards from scrimmage or touchdowns, and was never a first-team All-Pro. Never a first-team All-Pro, and I made that point. And he was only a Pro Bowler one time. Yeah, and he never got to a Super Bowl, but I don't know that that is necessarily a a make or break here. I told you guys yesterday on the show that Pro Bowls and All-Pro bids matter. He was never a first-teamer. Never a first-team All-Pro, and made the Pro Bowl one time. Now, I do, I will say that that works against them. You know I mean, what, it certainly works against them. You know what I don't like about this? I, I don't like that we take individual season achievements 
and those are more important than the career. It's like like if you're just listing, and this isn't you know attacking Pro Football Talk or Michael David Smith who came up with this, but if you're looking at all right, why isn't he in? You know, we could talk about Jacksonville, but if you're looking at well, he never finished in the top five in a season here, he never finished. It's like when you're scoring a boxing fight, if you're scoring a twelve round fight, you don't give the fight to the guy who had the bet the most dominant round. You give the guy the you give the fight to the guy who won the fight, who won the most rounds. Like he could be dominant in the 4th and 5th round, but if he lost every other round, you can't reward him the fight. Fred Taylor was was consistently one of the better backs in the NFL. He may not have had that outrageous season like we've seen from a Chris Johnson who went for 2000 yards, but at some point isn't consistency part of the conversation here? It's like a longevity like, a longevity of your body of work. Okay, Frank Gore is certainly what what pays pays dividends. Frank Gore should be a Hall of Famer, and I'm telling you right now, there's going to be some people who want to argue against it, and he's third all time because Frank Gore, much like Fred Taylor, was never the best running back in the NFL ever. Never one time anybody said Frank Gore was the best running back, but at some point, doesn't sixteen thousand yards have to factor into the conversation? Like if like like Frank Gore was never an All Pro. Like he never was an All Pro. He never won a Super Bowl. Like he went to some Pro Bowls, but just the idea that we're gonna take who had the most outrageous seasons and have those take precedent over a, a, a longevity and a, and a career of of success and and just consistency like a Fred Taylor had. I, I don't know that that's where some of this when we try and argue against why somebody should be in it, it doesn't make much sense i think fred taylor should get in and you know now we just wait to see if it happens i mean it would be nice to see that happen for for some of the guys it would restore a little bit of hope and a little bit of faith in in and what's taking place um but with that being said you know it is what it is like i just you see what you see Things happen the way that they happen. And all you can do is just hope that you had a body of work when you played the game that is, to me, respected by your peers. The The fact that you have so many guys that there's such an outcry for guys like Fred Taylor to get their, their, their just due and get their flowers, I mean, I think that that, that tells it all. That, that speaks volumes. You know, I'm – I'd like to believe I was one of the greatest, if not greatest, defensive players to ever play college football. Um, and I don't I don't find that to be a stretch. I'll put my highlights. I won't put my stat line, Ooh. which is, comes back to it. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I won't I, put my stat line up against a whole bunch of, of people because stats stats can lie in some instances. But in terms of just an impact player on the game, I'll, I'll put my resume up against anyone. You see, I, I think though you were cutting. I think you know you jumped off sides a lot, a lot of face masks. Yeah, never, never, of, uh... never, never cut corners. Never, <laughs> never. I mean, jumped off sides a few times, of course. Um, but I'm kidding. The point is, the point is, I just went into the Hall of Fame last year. This past year, I've been out of college since two thousand ninety nine was my last season. And you'll see a guy that did not have anywhere near, not even in the same ballpark or stratosphere of the type of career I had in college, that goes in. So it just makes you start to realize how politically driven some of this stuff is, Jonas. It's not really about getting it right sometimes. It's about 
it's about like whose hand is getting greased and stuff like that. Like I really think that there's way more to it sometimes. And I'm not trying to call out, you know, the 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 Hall of Fame for college because I'm in it now. So I, you know, I have no hard feelings for it <laughs> taking so long. Um, not at this point. But I will say, I will say, when you look at some of the guys that are not in the the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I, I just I don't understand how you miss on on things like that. Like, yeah. is that hard to justify putting Fred Taylor into the the Football Hall of Fame? Oh, he had one. He had one Pro Bowl bid. But if you look at the guys that they were putting into the Pro Bowl. You know, you only get X amount of guys that get to go in. That's what and, I'm saying. And and it's it's even fewer. It's even fewer for for all all pro. It's even fewer. So I you know I I don't know it uh, whatever the the way of measuring engaging is. Sometimes somebody brought up we brought up uh, Joe Namath yesterday. I mean, if you if you can if you if you keep AFL involved, that makes sense. But if you're not including the AFL, then by all 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 standards given, if you had a, a pretty decent career and won won a championship, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's there uh, are some there are some linebackers that are in the line in the Hall of Fame that don't have more Pro Bowls than me. There are some players in the Hall of Fame that don't have more Pro Bowls than me. So it, I mean, I, I, and I'm not sitting here saying I deserve to be in in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I think a guy like Fred Taylor belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, even though he only had one Pro Bowl. I mean, I have a vote for the College Football Hall of Fame, and I actually voted against you multiple years in a row. Like oh, I, like I, I voted. Was, I mean, I, you like can't was, vote against me. I, was, if I, if I, I mean, that, that was my, my, I was only on the ballot one time, and and it happened to, to be my, the respect <laughs> of my peers that got me up in that bad boy. So thank you. My 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 vote was anybody but Lavar. Like that was every year when they asked me to to vote on the College Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> Pull like, up I, on me. I was like, I don't like what he did to that running back from Illinois when he jumped over the uh, <laughs> offensive line. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at Fox Sports. Radio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know if they're in. Yeah, please. Or if they're out. All right, so because Lead the Lap again is uh, having a Bloody Mary next to a trash can he slept next to in an airport right now, uh, Justin Cooper is your executive producer. Coop, what do we got? All right, well, this upcoming weekend, Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Oh, no. And he's going to be in the fifth and final installment, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Are you in? I think I am. You know what? I just yes. changed my mind on the air. LeVar, are you in or you out on this? I'm out. Really? Oh, What's wrong old. with Indiana Jones? Hey, though. How old is Harrison Ford? I love he's Indiana eight, Jones. He's 80. So he's 80 years old. Look, as, lo- as long as he's not trying to fly me around, I'm fine. Guy <laughs> literally landed a plane on a golf course. <laughs> like, that'll work. <laughs> is that what Indiana is that? Jones, Sam? I know. That what doesn't it- sound- oh, there we oh, go. Oh, yeah, there, oh, there it is. Go. There it is. Yep, that is. Hey, Coop, how much money has he made on the Indiana Jones movies? Like, what would you, like, if you had to guess. Like ballpark, five hundred I mean, million. Flying planes around. Yeah, that's true. 
and not we just well. talked about people get look lee ain't doing the show because he ain't on the plane i yeah. mean think about it like what, what would you get like if you had to guess somewhere what do you think he's made on all the indiana jones movies uh it's in the hundreds yeah it's gotta be i, I just assume. i just i just looked it up what do we got it says all it says is over 100 million dollars okay well nice try Lausche. <laughs> you think he's made more from that than star wars I mean, that's the thing. He should that have. and Star Wars together, Harrison Ford. I mean, he talk about somebody who sh- who chose the right movies, the right character at the right time. I mean, he's also the uh, the fugitive. Got his ass beat on a uh, train by a guy with one arm. Yeah, his net worth totals three hundred million dollars. There you go. And Good for him. He is the ninth highest paid actor in Hollywood at, oh at 80 years old. Really? Yep. Still? Yep. <laughs> at you find this man. Good for him. All right. What else we got, Coop? All right. We have on July 1st, the 2023 USFL championship game between the Pittsburgh Maulers and the Birmingham Stallions. Are you in or are you out? In. Mm, the Pittsburgh Maulers. I grew up on the Maulers. The Maulers. By the way, isn't Eddie Garcia a Birmingham fan? I want to say I, th- I thought he was. Like, in fact, I think Eddie already left the studio to go try and stand in line to get tickets to that game. He's, but he's 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 from there, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so he's a Birmingham fan. So yeah, why not? You know, it's the last like legitimate game we're gonna get to what the the Hall of Fame game in the NFL coming up here soon. Got to be in on that. Are you rooting for Pittsburgh or Birmingham in that, Lavar? No, Pittsburgh, man. Come on. So you really grew up a Maulers fan? I did. Wow. Same same logo. Now you just murder flies on the air. How's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> Fly killer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.